You're listening to the Box Office Party. Welcome to the Box Office Party. We are your weekly source of cinema's newest releases, box office estimates, trivia, and a whole lot of just plain old fun. I am the Box Office Geek. I'm Hammy. And I'm Angel Cake. We got a whole lot of random new releases and all of which we're just waiting for Thor to come out first. But before we go anywhere near those, Hammy, he's here to tell us the latest movie news. Yeah, and we are going to the MCU for that. Uh, word is that mutants are now officially part of the X of the MCU, which opens the door for the X-Men uh, to join the most successful movie franchise of all time. Guys, does this spark new life into the MCU or is it just going to muddy the waters even more? What do you think, Drew? Uh, I think this is going to be interesting. Like, uh, I think people were excited to see Patrick Stewart in uh, Doctor Strange. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, but I don't think that this will help much. I think it'll be exciting for the first, like, couple of movies. But if they're going the way that some of the critics have kind of panned the more recent MCU, it's just going to be just more stuff piled up in the corner of the room. This is really hard to talk about because the news comes from yeah. something spoilerific. Yep. Sorry. As of so no, it's okay. And I really want to talk about it cuz I'm pissed. I am pissed. I, get, I don't even know what I well, can I mean, and cannot but no, say. Knowing that you're pissed makes it that's that's a good enough statement in general like we can talk about it probably in a few weeks. I do want mutants. I know the mutants are coming. I do want them. Um, I want it to be done right. And we're already not off on the right foot. I'll put it that way. I want to know after the show because I don't care about the spoilers and I know what they're from. So I do want to know. Uh, for me, I don't really care. I, I Like I said, I'm pretty over the MCU in general. Though I do have to admit I would be more uh, sanguine about X-Men than a lot of other things. So we'll see. All right, Henry Cavill and Roger Jean Page have both officially leapfrogged Tom's Hardy and Hiddleston in the next James Bond betting odds for Vegas. Henry Cavill's number one, Page's number two. Uh, who would you guys pick out of the four mentioned there? So Cavill, Page, Hardy, and Hiddleston. And give me one more name we should add to the list. Geek. Is Roger Jean Page, is that that handsome gentleman from uh The ridiculously from handsome gentleman from Bridgerton. I think he's great. I, 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 you know, I love Henry Cavill, but I actually would like to see just like, you know, have him change it up. You know, let's uh, give him a chance. I feel like Henry um, Cavill's too jacked. I wouldn't want. I think so too. Like, let's give him more other stuff. Make him a, a Bond villain. I wonder if he even wants to play Bond. I want a Bond villain. I want a Bond villain where they just go toe to toe and just like absolutely go ape crap on each other in like this huge slugfest. Where they, I haven't seen that. He does the forever. cocks the arms like in yeah. Mission Impossible. He reloads his arms. Yeah. Drew? Um, oh, sorry. Sorry, go ahead. I, you asked also who else. Oh, I that's right. Yeah. Anthony Hopkins. I think it's perfect. <laughs> I, uh, he was very good in The uh, Father. I don't know. I would say I, I would say go with an unnamed because it's Bond. We're going to see it anyway. That's true. True. Kind of like the Han Solo e thing, even though it was bad. Oh, that's different. Okay, never mind then. Drew. Um, out of all of those people, I would much rather see Henry Cavill because uh, maybe I would actually go see a Bond film. I've only seen three, and it was the first three. Uh, so I have not seen any Bond film since those three. So I just can't 
think of anybody better than Henry Cavill in an action movie. And if we're talking about fist fighting, I always think of uh, the Mission Impossible where he's in the bathroom fighting uh, Tom Cruise and that other guy with a laptop. Uh, so to me, Henry Cavill has it. I want to see him in everything and anything. Yes, please. And can he have the mustache back? I think he really pulled that off. <laughs> Quick question. When you say the first three, what specifically are you talking about? Uh, the one with... Dr. No. Sean Connery and Goldenfinger. Yeah. He saw like the, the okay, first Okay, you're talking three, about the original three. three. Yeah, yeah. yeah, he is. Okay, not 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 like Daniel Craig, Casino Royale. No. Like, yeah, because he watched... Making sure you don't consider those He watched Dr. No first. for the, one of our podcasts, I think, and... I think, right? Or was that some or was that me and Alec? That was me and Alec. Never mind. I watched Dr. No for yeah, that. No. That's right. <laughs> I take that back. My bad. Uh yeah, I think I would go with I don't know. Part of me wants to go with Paige because he is really charming. I do think Tom Hardy could bring something to the table there, even though I don't I think he looks the least like him. I wanna go with if I had to add someone in, I want I want John Hamm because I want someone who's very charming and has a forced fake British accent. We need to have an American James Bond. It'd be great. But he really could kind of pull it off, I think. Okay. Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg are teaming up to fight vampires in a soon-to-be-released Netflix movie. One, are you interested? Two, pitch me a one-sentence actor-slash-rapper team-up movie, Drew. Um, I'm somewhat instant interested in this movie. Um, I've... I, I would rather see Jamie Foxx in anything but Beat Shazam, which is seems to be his uh, way to go right now. And then Snoop Dogg, anything with Snoop Dogg away from Martha Stewart, because it feels like those two guys have really like just merged their identities into Beat Shazam and Martha Stewart. And it's like, eh, how about we do something else? Like, but I'm I, I'll I'll give it a watch, especially if nothing else is out uh, during that time. Uh, the only thing that came into my brain is that I want to see Donald Glover in more stuff. So he could be either the actor or the rapper, but I'll put him in the rapper part. And then I like uh, Issa Rae to be uh, teamed up with him because I really liked her in Lovebirds. And I think anything that Donald Glover and Issa Rae could like team up on would be incredible. That's pretty plausible right there. Geek. I don't want to see that movie. Uh, not Drew. It's the one you were talking about, the, the Jamie Foxx. That's whatever. What I do want. All right, I'll take a, net, a Netflix action movie, and I want the most unlikely people in there. I want it to star Paul Dano and the remaining Beastie Boys. <laughs> and every time he says something, and then like he's like, "I'm gonna get in my car and I'm gonna drive." Like they they say that, like, "Give me, uh, put up your hand, and I'll give you, I'll give you a five. Like I, I like just keep doing that. That's the entire movie, and it's action. Yeah, I don't want to see that. Jamie Foxx movie, but I do want to see a movie with like maybe put like Ice Cube with like Chris Tucker and just like have them in like a South Central neighborhood, like on a Friday, talk about stuff. I think that would be pretty good. Okay. Uh, a Hollywood journal journalist recently revealed that the nicest celebrity he has ever interacted with is Amy Adams. Guys, why does the media continue to spew bald-faced lies like this? Obviously not true. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There are other people on the list. It was like Will Ferrell was on there. Uh, i trying to remember who else. Seth Meyers was on there, but Amy Adams was the first person he listed. I was pretty sad, but we don't need to comment on that. Lastly, Geek's favorite person, Quentin Tarantino, says that Peppa Pig is the single best thing to come out of Great Britain in the last decade. 
Uh, Geek, what is actually the best thing to come out of Great Britain in the last decade? It depends on how technical you're getting. Okay, so Top Gun Maverick was released in Britain. So if you want to count that, (laughs) that's perfectly fine. Um, Probably Bridgerton, right? That's or last decade. When did Downton Abbey start coming out? Downton Abbey is close enough. It came out in 2010. That's what I was going to say. Shut up, Quentin Tarantino. Shut up. Drew, I, I have you have a wide open layup here. What is it? Uh, it's definitely Love Island. Uh, it's on oh. its eighth season, and so to me, uh, Love Island is the best thing that the UK or Britain has uh, made in the last decade. I take that back. That is your layup. I was thinking of Florence Pugh, but I'm sure you would take either one. Yes. <laughs> cool. That's the news. All right. Recap of the weekend. There was thunder, but not so much love. Thor performed right around our expectations with 144 million and a 300 million dollar worldwide haul. That sounds great, right? I mean. Yes, but its Rotten Tomatoes score dropped to 67%, and its audience score, guys, it's only at 81%, which is low for the MCU. That puts it right after Age of Ultron and right above Ant-Man and the Wasp. But that may not actually matter much. You want to guess what Black Panther's audience score is at? Well, it's probably got some, like, review bombing. Like, I'll say 69. Yeah. Uh, 80. 79. Okay. Black Panther. That had review bombing, That's though. Wild. I don't think Thor did. 79 is 1% above the Eternals, by the way. So, long story short, I don't see Thor having very muscular legs. And I think Maverick is perfectly safe at the number one spot for the year. So It's 100% far. safe. Thor skip leg day. Yeah, minions. Yeah, they dropped 57%. They nabbed another 46 million. They're sitting at over 200 million domestically. I don't see that slowing down anytime soon, even with more kid movies on the horizon. Then the greatest movie in the world, Top Gun Maverick, skimmed another 15.5 million for a 40% drop, which is incredible after the 4th of July weekend. Maverick just cleared $600 million domestically. You guys want to know where that ranks in the all-time list? Yes. Eighth. 12. It's currently number 12. Incredibles 2 is just above it at 608. Star Wars Episode 8 Last Jedi is just above that at 620. That's no problem. Okay? So, you know what? This is actually fun. We're going to come back to this. Uh, Elvis made 11 million. Jurassic World made 8.5. Yeah, great. Good job. Okay, back to Maverick. <laughs> Straight into our discussion topic. Again, Top Gun, 600 million domestically. Sincerely, how high do you think it's going to go domestically drew i really wanted to hit a hit a billion but i think it could cap out around nine 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 hundred and ninety nine million domestically oh domestically oh no 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 uh i'm gonna say yeah, it's a it's already at a billion worldwide i'm just talking about domestic all right 725 yeah I, I think it's eighth right now as far as what week it's at which means it would need to make 650 to get there and it has how much right now? It's at 601 as of right now. I'm going to give it, I'm going to say it cracks 700, just barely. Okay, 700. I'll give it 701 so that, it passes Black Panther. Yes, that would put it at number five. You said 725, Drew, that would still keep it at number five. Okay. This is some insane That's territory. a heavy ask. Another $100 million domestically, it's not out of the realm of impossibility. Um. As much as I want that to happen, I'm just going to go 650. I want to go 655, which would put it at number seven. It would put it... Actually, you know what? Titanic is at 659. I want 660. I want it to be Titanic. That's doable. I mean, it's... That's me. The legs are incredible, and it's going to keep coming out on IMAX more after everything cycles through. Like, Thor's done with IMAX. It's Top Gun that's going to be taking the spot every single time. 
through the rest of the summer, I think. So, I mean, who knows? Who knows? I keep saying, give us the Top Gun and Maverick IMAX double feature. Give it I to us. I feel like that's going to come. We want it. I feel it. like it will come. It has to. Imagine seeing the original Top Gun in IMAX. Oh, man. Yeah, it's got about two months before it's on Paramount Plus at this moment, but I still think that it could still be doing well because it is a movie that you have to see in theaters or people want to see in theaters. So if there is like some weeks where nobody cares about the movies like this week that's coming up, I mean, people will probably go see Top Gun Maverick if they have like a list or just want to go see the movies or go to the movies. I mean, I almost went and saw Top Gun Maverick for a third time in the theaters because I had seen Thor and I kind of wanted to get out of the house and I put in for a reservation <laughs> to see Top Gun again because it was there was nothing else out. I've seen everything or I don't want to see the other stuff that's out there like Lightyear, which will be out in Disney Plus very soon or Minions, which I definitely don't want to see ever in my life. So, yeah, I, th- I thought you were going to say I just saw Thor and I want to get the bad taste. <laughs> <laughs> it was not great. Um, guess the budget. Thursday is my birthday, so allow me to make it all about myself for a second. Yay! How much does the crow cost to make? Twelve million. Nah, that's more than that. Eighteen million. Nah, twenty two twenty four million. Twenty million. I'll say twelve million. Sure. Twenty three yes. million, Amy. Good job. How much did it make? Fifty four. Twenty four million. million. <laughs> I made fifty. Good job, nice. Drew. Fifty point six. Worldwide, fifty one. I was gonna say um, <laughs> All right, Drew, what do we got? Oh, it's a bunch of boring stuff that we're not going to go see this weekend. New releases. One of the new movies coming out this weekend is Where the Crawdags Sing. Oh, my gosh. Okay. One of the new movies coming out this weekend is Where the Crawdag... I can't even say this movie. Let's just not do it. Uh, one of the new releases that are coming out this weekend is Where the Crawdads Sing, where I'm guessing is The Bayou. This is PG-13 mystery thriller where a death of a local boy sends all the townsfolk to cast shade and doubt on a woman that grew up in the bayou outside of town. Uh, Where the Crawdads Sing stars Daisy Edgar Jones, Taylor John Smith, and a cast where half of the people don't have pictures on Rotten Tomatoes. This was directed by (laughs) Olivia Newman, who directed some episodes for Chicago Fire and Chicago PD. She's trying something outside of Chicago. Can she pull it off? The main selling point from the trailers is that this was produced by Reese Witherspoon. Too bad she wasn't in it because maybe this movie would have more than 38% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, That's why I saw uh, earlier today. It may be different, but that's what it was earlier. Other facts, it's over two hours long. It's premiering in around 3,300 theaters and Pro Box Office has this opening. They actually just came out with their estimates. Uh, It's coming out. They have it estimated to $16.2 million dollars. Um, oh, and I forgot Taylor Swift also made a song for this movie. I can see this movie doing double digits, especially nothing really big coming out this weekend uh, besides this movie. I have this premiering at around $16 million, but where do y'all have this movie? Do you have? Do you think the Crawdads will be singing because of box office profits, or will it get boiled by the competition? Nice. Yeah, it's 37 now on Rotten Tomatoes, so not very good. Yeah. Uh, I, I have read this book. The book's actually pretty decent. It's definitely like one of, uh, I would say it's a book and a movie geared towards like moms though, or, you know, somewhere around that, if that age group, um, a big selling point is that Reese Witherspoon produced it. It's like in her, she has kind of like a Oprah, an Oprah book club situation. It was in her, I forget what she calls it, but 
whatever her Reese book club is, and she really likes it. It is a very popular book. Um, I don't think the movie's going to do overly well, but I do think it has kind of a baseline. I have it at 15. Uh, I've seen people get it up closer to 20. There is kind of a starved market for this, I guess, if, if people want to go see it. But again, this is one of the groups that we've been talking about haven't necessarily proven that they'll come back out to the movies. So we'll see how that goes. 15... I, I just like I don't want to bet on on the over on this on it, any number just about so uh, I'm a little pessimistic. Fifteen's fine with me for right now. Geek. I keep getting the name of the of the movie wrong. Like I I keep having a, like, I don't know all I remember we talked about this at our at our 2020 preview yeah 2022 preview and I still don't know what you guys are talking about. Uh, I know it's based on a book and. I know that Reese is involved, and which is the only reason that I lift my head and listen when people talk about it. I I have no interest in this movie. It's 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 a thriller. It's more so it's, of it, a it's coming of age with a little bit of a thriller mixed in. Like it's 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 got a it's a courtroom drama at the end, but that's only at the end. It's told in flashbacks. What? Like okay, so there's like a dead body at the beginning. And they tell the story throughout in flashback form, and most of the story doesn't have anything to do with the dead body. All right. First off, like I said, the name is stupid. Yeah, it is. It's a stupid name. Like, where the crawdads sing? I don't know what that out means. Young. It means way out there in the bayou. I don't care. Okay. I, I, I didn't stupid. know until I read the book. They 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 should... So, like, the, the books are supposed to have girl in the title. Gone girl. Girl on the train. So how come, how come this isn't where the craw girls sing? That's an extra five million at the box office right there. You're probably correct. It's such a weird week. Crawdad, crawdad, such a weird week. Nobody's. It, 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 I want. I want Reese to succeed, but like, I have this. I have no faith whatsoever. I have this at thirteen million. This should have gone to streaming. All right, there we have uh, a new family slash kid <laughs> option this weekend is Pause of Fury: Legend of Hank, an unlikely hero named Hank, voiced by Michael Sarah. Wants to help a village of cats from an evil force, but to help, he'll need some training from a down-on-their-luck legend called Jimbo, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Other cast members are Mel Brooks, George Takai, and Michelle Yeoh. I saw Ricky Gervais's and Gabriel Iglesias' names, and I questioned whether I time-traveled to the mid-2000s to see if they were relevant. <laughs> Carlos Mencia, also. there. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This movie is PG, 97 minutes long. That's the best thing about this uh, whole thing. And is done by Paramount Pictures. Kids movies have done pretty well in the new landscape of the box office. Lightyear was a disappointment, but in the sense of it being a Disney slash Pixar film, it's still cleared over 100 million at this point. Minions 2 opened recently and crushed in even the bad guys, which was a new idea made like 24 million in its opening weekend. But that was stylized, looked fun, and the message was clear. And one parent wants would want their kids to see. Pause of Fury looks crass and with all their farting jokes close to swearing and there's nothing new and refreshing about the animation style. The first time I saw the trailer in theaters, Michael Sarah's audio was messed up and it sounded like he recorded it in his closet with a with a, a sock in his mouth. Well, luckily, the new trailer sound better, but the movie looks really bad to me. This morning it had one review and it was a positive review, at least, and it read like this. The moral of the story is, if you go into a B-list Kung Fu Panda knockoff animated movie with low expectations, you come out shrugging your shoulders saying, hmm, that wasn't so bad. That's a positive review. Uh, Pro Box Office has this premiering uh, with $7.5 this weekend, which is basically where I have it. I have it at $7.8 
they had the long range between seven to twelve million. Which, if this thing gets like ten million, I'll be shocked. Uh, but what do you guys think? Uh, will Hank become a legend this weekend in the box office, or will it be KO'd of getting any profits? So, I've had my eye on this movie for years. Like, this has been in development hell, and it's kept getting pushed back. For one very specific reason, I've been keeping an eye on it. Do you know what it is? What? This movie is a very loose remake of one of the greatest films of all time. Seven Samurai? It's a Blazing Saddles. Really? This is a loose remake of Blazing Saddles. Oh. That's why Mel Brooks is involved. Oh. Where instead of, instead of a black sheriff at a white town, it's a dog sheriff at a cat town. Oh. Well, if it was the other way around, it's I'd be very interested. very loosely. You'd think that. But there's a reason it hasn't been released for years. Like... There should not be a kid-friendly Blazing Saddles. Probably not. And obviously, that's where a lot of the fart jokes come from. Um, and that's why so many people are on board with it. That's why Ricky Gervais, George Takai, Michael Cera, Jaman uh, Hunsard, Samuel Jackson, because that's what it was pitched at. It's a kid-friendly Blazing Saddles. But it's instead of cowboys and Indians, it's, it's samurais. And I've... When this was announced to release this year, I'm like, is that, is that that movie? And it absolutely is. I'm going to see this eventually out of sheer curiosity. But this is going to be a mess. And Mel Brooks is in his 90s. I will be livid if this is his last performance. What if it's good? Sorry to bring it down and be morbid about it, but he's a legend and he's up there. And I love the guy. So, we'll see. I, I want nothing to do. He's 96. I want nothing to do with this movie, but I'm going to see it. Man, that puts a whole different spin on everything. It, it explains a lot, first of all, with the casting. Yeah. Um, and I guess the theme of the movie now. Um, yeah, I don't have much faith in it. I thought it was just a Airsats Kung Fu Panda, but I guess not exactly. Uh, I have it at 8 million. The only thing that gives me any kind of pause is anytime I see a movie like this, I think Wonder Park. If you remember Wonder Park a few years ago, yeah, made eight, eighteen million out of freaking nowhere, and the movie looked like it was absolute trash, and then no one would see it because people will see kids' movies. I think the biggest thing is that there are other options right now, especially Minions. So uh, I feel fairly confident putting it under ten, but I wouldn't be shocked if it if it got a little over. But I'll stay with eight. Uh, sorry, I, I forgot to say, I'm at 7.5. All right, and there's only two other movies that are going wide, putting in wide in quotes, and that is Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris and Marcel the Shell with shoes on. I'm just going to do some bullet points. Uh, Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris, 1950s cleaning woman in London, wants to go to Paris, buy a dress, and she gets more than what she bargained for. Uh, bullet points, it's a drama, PG, 75 minutes long, and in around 900 theaters uh, right now, Pro Box Office has this coming out in an estimated 978 theaters. Um, we learned from Downtown Abbey, too, that the demographic for it and what I think will be the demographic for Mrs. Harris and It Goes to Paris may not be readily wanting to go back to the movies. Um, and the low theater count, I have this one making maybe upwards of $750,000. And Marcel Deschel, A24 film, PG, uh, it 
uh, Jenny Slate stars as Marcel, Rosa Salazar, Leslie Stahl, and not much more uh, star in this movie. 99% on Rotten Tomatoes, 92% audience score, 90 minutes long. Last weekend it finished 8th, making over 322 k in 48 theaters, uh, depending on what... Uh, the theater count actually looks like because we have no idea. The numbers.com didn't have anything in its theater count last week. And Pro Box Office doesn't have much faith in this movie as it does not even have it cracking within its predictions this weekend. So uh, I'm going to give a good old shrug to how much this movie can make. If it can make, if it can get a theaters over a thousand, then I think it could actually get around a million, maybe million and a half. If it can't, get uh, over and have like 700 theaters because that's what co- uh, constitutes as wide, uh, then I could see it doing like 700,000 maybe? Who knows? Yeah, the Good rumor is it's, it's well, what not going to actually go wide at all this week anyway. Uh, I think, yeah, half a million is probably, uh, you know, maybe even optimistic for it. And yeah, the Miss Harris one, I can't see making more than like three at most. And I have it like at one and a half. I do really want to see Marcel. I do. I, I um, love the shorts when, actually, when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I kept trying to find the budget for it. I want to know how much the budget. I had is no going. idea I, it was Jenny Slate because I didn't know who Jenny Slate was at the time. Yeah. I, I mean, I knew. Oh, now. oh, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like ten years ago, when the when the the shorts first came, yeah, nobody did. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, I didn't find um, out until but, a couple years ago. I think. Yeah, I do want to see it. I have no idea how much it's going to make. I want it to do well. I, you know, I, I'm a, a huge A24 supporter. Um, is it going to make more than Pause of Fury? Um, yeah, absolutely, probably. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's actually it, a, it's a weird. I, I, it's a Spaceballs um, ripoff. Marcel does sell with shoes on. So another Mel Brooks homage. This is the week we knew it was coming. Where like all the big movies are out. Dump these now, and we're gonna get a few more bigger movies later. But like right now, we're in a bit of a lull. That's the big the Ten Poles movies are supposed to carry the rest of the summer. And. And that is it for the new releases. Alright, fellas, do you know what time it is? No. Well, let me tell you, it is party time. And we're going to start off... Hey! Yay! Let's start off with Legend of Hank, since we're all so excited for it. Uh, I'm going to give you a movie. You give me the Hank, or more accurately, the Henry who stars in it, okay? Man of Steel. Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. The Water Boy. He's very good. Yeah, Fonzie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Henry Winkler, yeah. Winkler, thank you. Twelve Angry Men. Fonda. Correct. A Simple Favor. Henry Golding. Golding? Yeah, who was almost my pick for James Bond. Uh, Girl on the Train. This is really hard. Maybe if you're a Lost fan. It's Henry... Nobody's a <laughs> Henry Lost Henry Ian Cusick. I'm a Lost fan. The Desmond, I'll see you in another life, brother. That guy. Uh, Johnny Mnemonic. This guy is more well known for his singing career or, or his stand-up career. He was in Black Flag. Henry Connick Jr. Henry Rollins. Rollins, sorry. Oh, that's right. And then Forrest Gump. Tom Hanks. Yeah, Tom Hanks. <laughs> There's the one Hank. Uh, okay, so uh, what is this? Okay, what's the only 21st century movie to make Rotten Tomatoes list of the 10 greatest ar- uh, martial arts movies of all time? The only one from this century. Enter the Dragon. Nope, gotta be from 2000 or later. It Man. Nope. 
It's a big one. The art of self-defense. <laughs> it has uh, it has Michelle Yeoh in it. Crouching Tiger 2? It's just Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. It came out in 2000. Oh, that's right. Gosh, so, yeah. I thought it was 99. Okay, I thought cool. it was last century as well, but it's not. Okay, Miss Harris goes to Paris real quick here. Tell me the European country that's the setting for each of the following movies. The French oh, Connection. Boy. Oh, um, Henry Winkler. Correct. Belfast. Uh, Ireland. Well, more specifically... Dublin? It's Northern Ireland, not Ireland. Northern Ireland. Northern Ireland. In Bruges. Netherlands? That's Switzerland? It's Belgium. Belgium. Mamma Mia. Greece. 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 And Grand Budapest Hotel. Well, this is a trick question, because you would think it's Budapest Hungary, but it's actually the fake country of Zubrauka. So that was really hard. If I give you the name of one of their famous movie characters, can you supply the Harris? All right, give me the Harris. Okay. NPH. Neil Patrick Harris? Yeah, I mean, he played. That was his character in Harold and Kumar, technically. Oh, sure, sure, sure. Uh, Dumbledore. Richard Harris. Richard Harris. Kristoff. Ed Harris. From Truman Show. Nice. That's it, correct. Uh, Professor James Moriarty. You're talking about Game of Shadows, right? Yep. It's kind of hard. Very good. He was in Mad Men. He's like. Perfect yeah, as a he is a He's one of those guys. Jared Harris. Chernobyl. Jared Super Harris, Man. yes. And then Miss Moneypenny. Naomi Harris. Naomi Harris. Very good. All right, now we're going to go over to Where the Crawdads Sing. You guys have been waiting for this one. So Crawdads is set <laughs> in the deep south marshlands of North Carolina, which is really close to where I am right now. Uh, you need to give me the southern term for each prompt here. So just abandon all your Chicago geeks. <laughs> that a look of disgust on his face. I yawned. I'm so sorry. It's been a long day. Sorry. I mean, it's okay. Either way. All right. So if I were to be, if I were to get on my Nikes or my Adidas, what would I be putting on? Sneakers. No. Drew, you're in Florida. We call them gym shoes in Chicago. You probably call them gym shoes. shoes. is close. Tennis shoes. Yeah. Tennis shoes is, is what I call them. Drew, I don't know if being in Florida helps or hurts you. I'm in the, uh, I'm in like the southern part of Florida, which isn't technically the yeah, south. Doesn't. <laughs> if yeah, I was more towards help the much. Panhandle, then yes, <laughs> it would have been. I would be all up in this. I just didn't want Geek to think he had an advantage, and I don't think he does. All right, so gym shoes is actually closer than I thought. We're closer than I thought. Uh, what do you, the vanilla or chocolate stuff you put on a cake? Icing. We call it icing. Frosting. No, we call it icing too. Icing's great. I thought. Frosting was the northern thing. Never mind. <laughs> okay, uh, incandescent insects. We call them. It's either going to be fireflies or lightning. Yeah, bugs. That's correct. One of the I'm going to go lightning bugs because that's what we have in Tampa. Lightning. Yeah, lightning bugs is yeah, correct. We call them lightning bugs. All right, uh, cola. What do we call cola? We call it pop. You call it coke. That's right. We do call it. Coke. <laughs> uh, what do you? Not your uncle. The other one. We say aunt. You probably say aunt. No, we say aunt, too. Okay. Well, some people say auntie, but that's stupid. All right, PJs. What do you call your PJs? How do you pronounce that? Jammies. Again, in Chicago, we call them pajamas. We call them pajamas here. Uh, and then <laughs> this one trips everybody out, usually. What do you call the little thing you push while you go grocery shopping? A, a buggy. Shopping cart. 
A buggy? Is that what you call it? No, but there was a woman outside of Aldi's that yelled at me and my girlfriend at the time because you have to put a quarter into the into the shopping cart, and then you can only uh, get it out if you put bring it back to the front of the store. And uh, her, uh, the man she, uh, she was with, just handed it to some random person that was walking into the Aldi's. And so when we were walking past her, she accused us of taking her buggy, and she wanted her quarterback, like really wanted her quarterback. So we handed her a dollar because it was just not a. <laughs> it was not. It was too much of like. Just get that's, out of here. Just walk away. That's which was her plan away. all along. That was, now I'm glad you did. Kill, kill him with kindness. Yeah, I call that a buggy, and I call a baby buggy a stroller. All right, last one. Marcel Deschel with shoes on. So I looked up an article that was titled 18 Shoes from Movies That Were So Iconic They Were Basically a Main Character. So that's definitely overselling it, but these are it's a list of famous movie shoes. Just see how many you can name in a minute. Like, uh, the ruby slippers from Wizard of Oz are the uh, number one on the list. So that's it. that's the uh, idea. Like Mike. Like Mike is actually on there. That's what I thought. <laughs> the Jordans from Like Mike. All I can think of is Doug. When he gets those giant shoes and he can't walk in them. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Sonic shoes. No. That's a good one. Those Sonic. I know. That's a really good one. Um, blue suede shoes. Blue suede shoes you would think would be on there. I don't <laughs> see them. No, they're not. Um, One's from a Disney movie. The, Very oh, big. Cinderella. Famous Disney movie. Cinderella's glass slipper. Oh, the glass slipper. I'll just read them How about off. from from Russia with Love? The the, 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 the shoes has got the knife in it. That should have been on there. That should have been on there. This is stupid. <laughs> yeah, it is stupid. But I'm going to give you the, the list, because actually the list is not that bad. Um, so Forrest Gump's uh, stark white Nikes. ScarJo's clogs from Jojo Rabbit, which if you see the movie, makes sense. Uh, Cher's White Mary Janes from Clueless. That's a good one. Uma's Yella Onasukas from Kill Bill, also the ones that enter the dragon. Yeah. Uh, Data's High Top Nike Sky Forces from Goonies. The Shoe fro- Phone from Get Smart. The Red Boots from Kinky Boots. The High Black Leather ul- Ultra High Boots from Pretty Woman. Gosling and Emma Stone's uh, White and Black Tap Shoes from La La Land. Ripley's Shin High Velcro Reebok from Alien. Michael Bien's Black Nike Vandals from Terminator, which cost $3,000 now. Reese Witherspoon's High Pink Hill, uh, Pink High Heels from Legally Blonde. And Anne Hathaway's Chanel Leather Boots from Devil's Prada. Wait, sorry, there's one more. Marty's Light Up Nike Moon Boots from Back to the Future 2. What is this from? Uh, I don't remember what site it was on. Probably, like, Screen Rant. They 18 shoes from movies that were so iconic they were basically a main character. Probably BuzzFeed. Sounds like BuzzFeed. It's like a group of people agreed. Like, you know what we should do? It's like a list. It's so stupid. I want them. <laughs> that is the the founding statement. That's the, the the BuzzFeed credo right there. We should make a list. I'll be honest. When you mentioned like Alien and Terminator, I was like, is she even wearing shoes? Like, this list article is completely yeah. false because I did not care about Ripley's. Uh, freaking shoes in that movie i'm worried about her well, getting next time we have alien. a movie that has uh, something about marcel the shell with shoes on too i'll be sure to do it about shells instead of shoes sorry well there you go famous shells little mermaid's bikini <laughs> daryl hannah's bikini the bikini from splash <laughs> you know what 
Party time's over, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's give our estimates for the weekend. I got Thor, Love and Thunder. I got it dropping almost 70%. I got it dropping 68% because people are just... I'm going to say it all. This movie's not as funny as it thinks it is. And Thor is done. Like, they have completely ruined Thor. Thor is not a, a, a goofish buffoon. Thor's a badass. He's a badass Viking superhero, and they've completely lost sight of that. Yeah, but what shoes does And they does tripled down on it. They're kinky. <laughs> um, so I got it making $46.1 million, which is great, but not what it should be making. I got Minions 2 holding strong at 42% with a $26.7 million gain. I got Crawdads making 13. I got Maverick making dropping only 33%, making $10.3 million. Unless we get word that it's going to go back into IMAX, there's a good chance. Let's let's be let's be honest. There's a chance it makes more than Crawdads. Uh, Pause of Fury, I got 7.5 million, and then Elvis, I got it dropping a clean 50. It's going to make 5.5 million. Drew, what do you got? Uh, I have Thor: Love and Thunder dropping 65, percent but I'm willing to go lower. Uh, but I have it right now at 65, percent getting 50 and a half mil in its second weekend. Then I have Minions 2 dropping 45 percent this weekend, getting 25.4 million. Crawdads I got at 16, but looking at that Thursday preview, it could be lower. Doubt it would be any higher. Uh, Top Gun Maverick coming in with 10.85, almost 11 million, dropping 30%. But again, that one could go higher a little bit, depending. And then I have Pause of Fury a little bit over Elvis uh, with 7.8 million. But gosh, I think that movie could go even lower, uh, if not lower. And then uh, Elvis, 6.5. I mean, you talk about Top Gun maybe getting more than Crawdads. Elvis could maybe get more than uh, Pause of Fury. That's a big possibility. Yeah, yeah, that's a good choice. Good call, Hammy. Yeah, I got Thor at fifty as well. I, I think it's definitely going to drop in the sixties. This is a matter if it's closer to sixty or seventy. Uh, I could see it making like fifty-two or fifty-three though, but I could also see forty-six, like Geek said. Minions, I have at twenty-eight. Uh, that's only a forty percent drop. I think it's going to see a really good rebound again. Uh, Crawdads, I have at fifteen. Top Gun, I have at ten and a half. Pretty much where you guys do, and then Pause of Fury, I have beating Elvis at 8 to 6.5. All right, weekend watch list. Hemi, what are you going to watch this weekend? Uh, We'll probably watch the All-Star game. It's not this weekend. It's Monday, Tuesday. But, yeah, Home Run Derby, All-Star game. Lots of Braves are in it, so that's pretty cool. We'll probably watch that. True. Uh, I looked up some stuff that was coming to streaming on in July and in Netflix on July 16th. Umma is supposed to be coming out. Remember that movie that released yeah, so the, long ago? With uh, Sandra Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that oh, was that. Out. The and horror I'm, movie. Yeah, I'm actually looking forward to that because I thought that would be out on Shudder, but Netflix looks like it got it and it's going to be streaming there on July 16th. At least that's what the article said. Um, so, I'm trusting that random article and random website. So, I'm actually looking forward to a good indie horror film. Hopefully, it's good. Uh, what We Do in the Shadows came back last night, two episodes. Uh, so, we're going to kick that off. Uh, Better Call Saul's final six episodes be, uh, started this week. Oh man, it was that was a rough return episode. I don't know if you guys watched that at all, but I'm I'm a, like a season behind, so don't tell me I love Better Call Saul. Though. Yeah, it, it's the the end begins this week, and then so we've already watched that. Uh, we're gonna watch Shadow Snake, and like we said, Bob's Burgers the movie is now on Hulu. Yep. That's the so one I forgot to say. I was nice. definitely watching that this weekend. Um. I got a whole lot of drinking to do. It's my birthday, so, and I'm turning 40. Woo! So, 
Finally. I've always rounded up. Everybody's like, I thought you were rating Water 40. I'm like, I always round up. <laughs> um, but yeah. All right. Um, Hammy, how can people round up and get a hold of us? Uh, you can find us at AARP.com. Or you can find us <laughs> Screw uh, you, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right behind you, man. Uh, yeah, you can find us anywhere you want to, the, the, anywhere you list a podcast, anywhere on social media. Just look up Box Office Party, and we'll be there. I am on Twitter at dhammock404. Follow me on Twitter at GeekBoxOffice. I'm at Drew Angelman on all social media. A reminder, all of our box office research is done at thenumbers.com. That's d-numbers.com, where data and the movie business meet. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you at the movies.